I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. What's going on, Travis? Hey, man, I've got a 15 in podcasting. That's one of my ability scores. How about you? Well, uh, mine is sadly only a seven, I think. But that's pretty uh, obvious. yeah, I think that's it clear. shows every time every time we record. So I rolled a thing. You did. The thing on the wing today is generating scores randomly. Yes, generating scores randomly. Specifically, this could be any score uh, that's used utilized by the game. Of course, many games utilize lots of different types of scores, but uh, most okay, often so, this so manifests in ability scores. Like, like, like when you're when you're playing a video game and you get like fourteen hundred on the scoreboard, and yeah. you type your name in, like what? No, I mean like if you think some games have like skills, you'll randomly generate and stuff like that too. Okay. Right? Yeah. You, know, you get a plus uh, d ten percent to a skill check. Okay, well that's a random bonus, right? Um, so but, we're talking about ability scores, though. That's really really what we're that, talking about ability scores. Like yes. that's that that was what that topic actually meant. Um, so there's obviously uh, it, it, it's gone back and forth throughout the history of tabletop gaming, whether to yes. generate scores randomly or to have have, you know, a limited pool of stuff to, to use to create your ability scores or a set of numbers that everyone gets, things like that. Yep. Um, that's always that's always kind of been back and forth. It's always almost always been like presented in such a way that you should do what's what what your group likes the best or something or what suits your campaign the best at least that's what i've read in most dungeon master guides and game master manuals and uh mastering sections and books things like that yep that's right that's um, usually the, that's say, usually the line i i personally have have used the entire array of arrays and dice rolling methods and points point total methods and um, priorities and every like I've I've gone through the gamut, all of it. Yes, as a GM before and and as a game maker um, I, I, before. So so what are we talking about then? What okay? What do you want to, what do you want to get into specifically about these generating scores randomly? What do you think, Vince? Well, I'll tell you, Trav. I too have used all of those systems. And do you know what? Generally, no. But you're going to tell me, aren't you? I am indeed, and I'll tell you what, Trav, here's my what. I like rolling ability scores, and this is going to be, in this episode, I'm going to be hot take, Vince. You ready? Here's Here comes hot take, Vince. Okay. Here's hot take, Vince. Rolling scores is the best way to go in most games, other oh, than, boy. yep, that's right, I said it. Uh, there are certain games where it doesn't fit because of the nature of that specific game. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if it's a much more narratively based game or something like that. So Fate or our own NGS game that we wrote, you don't randomly generate them. Uh, and I stand behind that. But in a game like Dungeons and Dragons, which is our, of course, the 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 easy topic to go to, I would never not roll scores. Mm. Period. Mm. If I was playing under a GM and they said, "Well, I've got this game, and you're going to use an array," I would say, "I don't really want to play in this game." Mm. I, I guess I will. But I would be begrudging about it, and I'd be upset, and I would agitate for it to be rolling. Mm. Because I think rolling scores rules. It rules. It absolutely <clears throat> I think it's rules. I agree. I think it's fun. Um, I, I, I don't agree with most of what you said, but I do agree that it rules. I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's interesting. Um, 
I, I, I generally, I have to look at it personally more as an indication, like when, when you're going get, to get your group together and you're going to make characters um, or you're going to send out your document on how to make characters on their own, whatever. Yep. Um, uh, when, you, when you decide as, as a, a game master or a game designer what you're going to put forth as your primary method of generating ability scores, um, that is going to define what kind of game you're, you're fronting on putting, on putting out there. Like, this is what kind of game it's going to be. Either it's going to be very narratively driven, okay, so you give your, your characters an elite array or something yes. like that, where it's a set of scores and you get to plug them in however you like, but everybody's got the same resource, okay? Nobody has any, there's no variance, okay? And or, on the other hand, if you don't, and there's high variance and you roll ability scores, then this game is going to be more gamey, okay? There are more game elements and game themes than than and uh, otherwise okay as someone who uses a game that uses an elite array uh, or a set pool okay um i i i think do, doing otherwise misrepresents what's about to happen because if you're going to do a very narratively driven dungeons and dragons game but you're dead set on rolling within um within character creation you're setting yourself up for someone getting the wrong expectations out of a game. Because if it's a narratively driven game, then it shouldn't matter very much what kind of scores are being generated. Um, and it can actually hurt the game to have a, a, a weighty imbalance between characters for the moments in that narrative game when you are using the game aspect of the game, when you're actually rolling dice and seeing who wins in tests. Then it's worse, okay? Because if someone is narratively able to keep up, but not game-wise able to keep up, it's a real problem for that person at your table. It's not going to be as fun for them. I don't Those know are, if what I'm saying is getting across here. It, uh, it totally does. That's all fair. Like your point being that when you roll scores, what you expose yourself to is a, is a much wider variance, obviously, yes. right? That just goes without saying. And you might have a character who's meant to be the smart person at the table, and because they had to roll and didn't get the scores they want, they just find themselves capable as perhaps they could have been in a scene if they had just if we had sort of all used a standard elite array or something. Yeah, that's what, your I'm, point. what I'm saying is one set of really good rolls can completely nullify a, a, a group dynamic. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one set of great rolls can make one character, the all-around guy that can do it all, okay? And yes, maybe he's, he's, he's generally filling the fighter role, all right? But if he's also got an 18, 18 intelligence, a 17 wisdom, and a 19 charisma, um, well, well, he doesn't need anybody else. Like, he can just do every check ever, right? And there, there's just no need for anyone else in the party when it comes to the game, when it comes to, when it comes to the game part of the, of the game, all right? So all that's fair. I mean, I would disagree with that just because the if you look at something like current Dungeons & Dragons, there's so much extra skill and proficiency layered on top of that and expertise. Like, just having a high raw stat ends up not mattering much. Being good at the skill and trained in it. And that fighter just has such a limited skill pool and limited set of really abilities. I think it's really tough to limit this to just D&D, &D, though. I mean, of this, course. 
it, it has it's broader. I only mean there can be exceptions. D and D may have honed things so that that's less of an issue. But I'm mm-hmm. saying the broader scope of of all the games out there have not. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Most most games aren't as well designed. Now here's where I'll say I don't care about any of that. Okay, <laughs> this fair. is hot take, Vince. We're going hot take in this yeah. episode. It's scorching. We're burning up over here. Ready? I don't care about any of that. The reason that most people don't like rolling is they're doing it wrong. Okay? And they've been doing it wrong since since we got this ridiculous rolling method out of, whatever, late AD&D, early second edition. Okay? Mm-hmm. When So when you first rolled dice for your characters when you were younger, because I, I mean, I'm sure you rolled in that time period. You and I both started yes. playing at, like, the uh, end of Advanced, beginning I of actually started. I actually started before, like, the second edition... Um, <clears throat> offerings of house rules. Yes. Um, and so when I when I was playing, it was basic Dungeons and Dragons. That was my first game. Yep. Um, and basic Dungeons and Dragons was three d six in a row. Okay. Right. Uh, so so that means strength, dex, con, int, whiz, charisma, uh, in that order. So you roll three d six. Yep. And you put your strength in, and then you put your dex in. Like you don't. There's no changing thing. Like you just go in a line, right? That was how I started rolling. Um, That isn't the predominant method that I ended up using um, throughout the breadth of my RPG playing experience. Um, That was roll 4d6 and drop the lowest. Yes, sure. Did Um, you do that? And then plug your scores in wherever you want. Um, I I think 4d6 drop the lowest is the general term. Okay, so all of them used 4d6 and drop, drop the lowest number. But it changed from game to game widely. Like sometimes it was 46 drop the lowest reroll ones or sure. 46 drop the lowest roll three times. Yep. Um, you know, 46 drop the lowest <clears throat> um, roll two times and pick the best scores out of both. You sure. know, like yep. there was just, just this huge swath of stuff that was done with 46 and drop the lowest roll. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And all that's fine. I, I think my my honestly would have been much the same. Okay, like I think I used most most much of the same rolling methods. Mm-hmm. Now, can I tell you how the problem was actually solved in the early '80s by Gary Gygax, and then we all forgot? All right, what did Lord Gygax do? So I'm not the biggest Gary Gygax stan in the world. I'm I'm thankful to him for what he created, but I know there was actually a lot of people involved in the early game, and I'm grateful to the whole set of people. However, in this case, he did create Unearthed Arcana, the original Unearthed Arcana. Yeah, great book. Great book. Absolutely fantastic book. Highly recommend the pickup of the original Unearthed Arcana. You can usually find it around quite cheap. It's a worthwhile pickup. And if you look in that book, there is a discussion on dice uh, generation for characters. And one of the uh, systems that he puts forth is a variable dice system based on character class. Okay. okay. This and, is the, 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 the amount of D6s per? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it would be something like, I don't remember all of the tables off the top of my head. You'll have to forgive me. But it looked sure. something like this, to, to, to sort of paraphrase this idea. If you were playing a fighter, okay? We can all picture a fighter. Fighters should be, you know, strong and tough and things like that. That's the kind of stuff they want to be. So you would do something like this. 96... Take the best three for your strength. Mm-hmm. 76, take the best three for your con. 5d6, <clears throat> take the best for your dexterity. 
four for your wisdom and then 3d6 for your intelligence charisma or something mm-hmm. like that okay so it would obviously result in weighted scores it results in highly weighted scores mm-hmm. that was the core of a great idea okay? it was it was it was the core of a great idea i mean I, as as soon as you started talking about it i mean i was like i can fix that like i know i know it like you fix that by prior by priorities you, you have a priority dice rolling system because that's what it is without saying it it's you, he, he prioritized it by by archetype. I would prioritize it by player. You pick the kind of character you want to play. So put the 96 where you want it. Put the 76 where you want it. Put the 5d6 where you want it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So let me talk about how we've evolved this in my group. And this is the method we use generating characters for every game we've played for years. Years and years. Okay? Uh, of, of D&D. We, you have the following dice to roll. And you get to roll this whole set twice. You take the best one set. That's it. We, we, you can't, you understand I me, mean, you can't mix and match, right? Yeah. You have to pick one set of six numbers. 8d6, 6d6, 5d6, 4d6, 3d6, 3d6. Okay? Okay, now Prioritize how you like. Right? Like that is say, put them wherever you want. Okay? Okay. Now, why I love this method is because... It's actually really you you. It's a much narrower narrower curve. Yeah, correct. It very much lessens the band, the outer band. Mm -hmm. What will happen though is is the following two things are the general outcomes of this. One, because you're generating two sets, it it it's then also tackling some of the variants of like somebody rolled eighty six and only got an eleven or whatever, right? Which can happen sometimes, of course. That's within the statistical probability. So what tends to happen is every character has one to two good scores, right? Like that's just almost the necessity. Like the modal outcome of that is that every character has one to two good scores. Okay. Also, the modal outcome is every character has one bad score, right? Because you're rolling 3d6 twice straight. Yeah. And, like, the statistical average of that is basically 9 or 10. It's very easy to dip below that on two rolls. Yeah, right? you're 7 and 14, you know. I mean, that's yep. what you're going to end up with, something like that, yeah. That's right. And also, interesting. so that's great. What you get is this nice, interesting balance where everybody has kind of a weakness and everybody has uh, a, one or two strengths. Which makes for good, nice, interesting, fun characters where people can kind of be good at what they want. The other interesting thing that rolls out of this this method is once in a while, somebody will toss that 3D6 and get like a 16. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And holy crap. So your crash score is suddenly pretty good. The victory that is on their face. Like people will yell at the table when this happens, right? But the key element is all that did is give them like maybe a third or fourth decent score, right? It didn't end like what that ends up usually translating to, especially in modern D&D. Like I can't say how this would work for every other game system on the market, okay? So like right now I am restricting this to, to, to more or less modern Dungeons and Dragons. What this means is that every so often you do get a fighter who has some smarts to them. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, again, they have, there's so many other limitations in the game, right? It's so wisely constructed into how it does this stuff. If you don't have 
the broad skill base and you don't have the expertise and you don't, but da, 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 da. you know, it's not like the fighter is suddenly going to be like, oh, I'll out Arcano the wizard. No, that isn't a world we live in here. Okay. At least in that game. Right. And in, in, again, in modern Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And so, but what it means is that the fighter doesn't have to be a dum dum. Right. They can still have some sense about them and be intelligent and feel like their character can contribute in these conversations. Or, by the by, okay, they can uh, not do that, and they can uh, they can get the the seven that they rolled because they tend to have a low scroll, and they can put that in their intelligence. And that also makes a statement. And the sheer fun that happens. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, look, from doing this, I'm going to go out on a limb here, in, in, and and I'm going to say. The complete opposite. It literally doesn't matter. Okay, none of this matters. <laughs> um, generating your your scores randomly or not, that doesn't matter. Um, as long as there is some kind of continuity between scores and players, um, some kind of some kind of continuity where it's not <clears throat> it's not supremely weighted in favor of uh, one player and and not in another. As long as there is some kind of measure in place to prevent that, uh-huh. so that no one no one feels left out. Generating ability scores doesn't literally doesn't matter how you do it, whether you roll or use an array. Um, but on 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 the flip side, I like rolling dice with my friends. I like making characters with my friends. Yes. A um, few years back, I was just I was I was in your basement with like with uh, a couple of our buddies. Okay, and we just sat and rolled scores for characters for like two hours, um, just uh, just just in. Uh, just thinking about a game that we could play down the line, right? Um, and it was a blast, okay? It was fun just to, every, everyone's rolling dice for characters and writing down this, the, our, our scores and seeing who could who could get good scores, who got bad scores, you know, what, what they could play, things like that. And it was just a lot of fun, okay? And I think that in itself is worth doing sometimes. Um, <clears throat> so if, if you're going to get together with a bunch of people and make characters together... That can really liven up the time. Um, can can you know give you something to look forward to for that particular character creation session? Um, I admit that it's a lot less fun to sit or sit in a group of people and plug in some some pre-generated scores. Uh-huh. Uh, there's nothing particularly um, group-based interesting about that. Um, but I'm also not. I, I I'm also on the, on the other side again. So we have three. We have multiple sides now. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, it's I'm, a triangle. I'm yeah. a polyhedral dice at this point. Yes. Um. Th- I don't care about game mechanics most of the time. It's not a hugely important part aspect of role playing for me. Um. Occasionally, it's really fun. Um. But when. But I, I don't. I don't allow my fun to. Re- I, I don't allow it to rely on that. Okay. Uh, think role playing is more fun to me, obviously. Um, so I, I'm I'm just saying none of that matters, okay? Just like the dice rolling doesn't actually matter once you get down to the game playing portion of the game. Okay, so first of all, super fair that once you get to the actual playing of the game, I agree with that. However, I am going to argue. Hot take: Vince is back. Uh, I'm going to argue it matters a lot. So I want to talk about psychology for a moment, okay? Soccer is one of the most popular sports in the world. <laughs> True statement, right? Soccer, so there are two elements of 
soccer that make it very popular, or sports right. in general that make them dude, popular. Dudes in shorts standing around pretending to be hurt on a field. That's, Correct. Those are the two things. That's that would be part one. Pretending to be yes. hurt. No. The two things are suspense and surprise. Okay? Uh-huh. And those are two different concepts, right? Suspense is you know something is bad or could go bad, and you're waiting. You're on the edge of your seat. Think of any Alfred Hitchcock movie, right? Hitchcock uses suspense masterfully. Um, I assume you've seen Psycho at some point in your life. The the Think of the moment where the um, the cop is walking up the stairs, right, in Psycho, where he's going up to confront uh, Bates' mother or whatever. And then, boom, he gets killed, like, right there. Like, that moment where he's walking up the stairs so slow. Like, that's just suspense in a heartbeat, right? You see the ticking clock on a bomb counting down. Dun, 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 dun. That's You're defeating suspense. yourself, Vince. You can't, you can't put those, those interesting narrative elements out there as suspense and compare it to rolling dice. Because I want those moments that you just talked about. I don't really care about the moments of people just dropping dice on a table and seeing who came up with the highest number. They're I'm totally, completely different galaxies of interesting. I, I disagree, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. Okay, let me get there. All right. This is a great episode. I love this one already. Okay, so suspense is when you know that something's about to happen and you're waiting for it to happen. Dice rolling for your stats builds a lot of suspense because that moment where you're sitting there shaking the dice, like, is it gonna be a 16? Is it gonna be a seven? Ah! Suspense. Okay. Surprise is the other part. Surprise is very important to sports in general. Surprise is when you're at a normal, you're at, you're at emotion level normal, and then, well, bam, bam, something happens, right? Everything seems to be going along. The ball is just getting passed around, and then goal, right? That's surprise, okay? So surprise is you think you're rolling the 3d6, the 46, and boom, an 18 drops. Holy crap, right? That's a surprising moment. Now, one, you're absolutely correct, Trav. What we ultimately want is a game that contains both of these elements, right? In the real, in the, in the, where the rubber beats the road, the iceberg of this is below the water. It's the narrative. It's the story. You want a story that contains both these things. And, and, and in correct supplies, right. that's, that's going to be a, a role-playing and a game. Yeah, absolutely. Don't disagree, okay? But I also value these two things in my character generation, but that itself is psychological. So here's what I'm trying to get at, what I've been taking the the very long road around to get to, okay? Uh, certain psychographic profiles will respond differently to this kind of thing. Yes. And I am such, I am the type of player that I love this moment. It's okay. so rewarding and fun to me to Obviously, participate yeah. in this element. I love the suspense. I love the surprise. I love sitting with all six, seven people who are playing in your game and you've all got that dice ready and you're all going to roll it out together. I like to make everybody roll one at a time so we can sure. all watch yeah, yeah. them because it's so exciting, right? It can like, be fun. I agree. But, I mean, you could also just play a game of Yahtzee before you hop into your <laughs> RPG. Like, I, 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 I like, I, I like that, there is, that that psychographic profile exists, but... I would say there are more psychographic profiles than that one that it doesn't matter as much to. I think it is the minority. I don't know, man. People like that stuff. Like, soccer's pretty popular, man. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. Who I don't knows? think soccer is anything like D&D. I actually think soccer <laughs> is a horrible game. It's barely a sport. Let's not, even, let's not even talk about soccer. 
Okay, we can talk about basketball as well because basketball has a, is, is a really interesting way in how that works. But anyway, the my point is this. I don't know which one's the majority or the minority. I can't say. You know, I've, I've, okay. I've, I'm still waiting on the grant to come through I, for the Obviously, the, all of these statements have to be have to be prefaced with I feel. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? of course. These, these of all course. have to be prefaced with I feel because there probably isn't a right answer here. This has to be some like like all the GM's manuals that came before said, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's it depends on the group. It depends on the game. It depends on the story. It depends on all of that on what's the right the right answer on whether you should generate your scores randomly or not. Totally fair. Here is what I'll say, except if you're Vince. That's right. I, I found my happy place, right? right? Like, I'm good. I, I am thrilled every time I start a character. The, the excitement of sitting down and rolling those dice, right? It's Now, I love playing the game. I don't generate that many characters, right? I've been in a single game that's literally been going on for a year now. I haven't rolled a character since then because I've DM'd every marathon game, too, so I have not had any occasion to generate characters. But And you need some friends that can run games. Well, this per- I haven't been running the game for a year. I've been playing in a game for a year, okay. and then I ran all the marathon games in between. So, it, like, my point being, I haven't had much occasion to do this, right? Sure. Recently, yeah. Recently, yes. But I do love it. But I love more. Like, the thing that I'm totally in alignment on, Travis, what I love more is the game itself. That's what matters, okay? You're right. But what I would say to our audience is I encourage you. If, you're, if you think you're the type of person who's like me, who really enjoys that moment, Try that method I described, that eight, six, five, four, three, three, two sets, take the best set. Try it at your table if you're playing D&D. See what I wanna, happens. I want to blow you out of the water on that, okay? Let's, let's I'm not, ready. Let, uh, let's go further than that because I think, yeah, I think you got a neat system. I think you're really proud of it. I don't think it's that, that great or that important. I would say instead, try all the styles. Try all the ways. Make yep. lots of characters and lots of games in lots of different ways. Because that was really fun for me as a GM because I, I – personally, I had to GM for 20 years by myself without ever playing in a game, okay? Right. Like that, that was basically – that was my existence. So for me to have fun during character generation, a lot had to do with me creating the framework with which my players got to create their characters, okay? Right. And so I, I, I let them play with fleets of different dice rolling methods and stat decision-making points, Right. Do it all. Give it all a try until you find your Vinny, Vinny sweet spot, okay? Just, like, keep trying dice rolling methods and, and ability score generation, of, uh, you know, methods until you find one that you're just like, oh, this clicks for me. This is the best one. I'm, I'm always going to be pumped when I get into a game that starts this way. I can only say, Travis, you have out hot taken me. You have slain the hot take monster. That is the best advice I've heard. Absolutely. I can't think of a better thing to end on. That's perfect, Trav. That okay. So- okay. A hundred percent agreement. You have you have won this one, good sir. <laughs> Woo! A great victory is had. So there you and go. I didn't That's... have to roll any dice. You didn't. No, it was all narrative. So is that undesigned? Yeah, sure. That's, that's generating scores randomly. Undesigned. Undesigned. Well, thank you very much, everybody. We really appreciate you listening. Give us a rating, a review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. Tell others about it. Share this with your group. Uh, Maybe share this when you're lobbying for an alternative character creation method next time. Share this episode. Uh, But thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And as always, we'll talk to you next time. If only you'd rolled better on your podcasting score, you would have done better in this one. (laughs) 